Hello and welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. I'm your host Jack Perks and today I've gone back into my archive just to see what I could find. Now last year, around about August I think it was, I went to London to try and find Ascalapian snakes. And if you've never heard of that snake before, I'm not too surprised. They're Britain's only non-native snake. And I've had a passion for reptiles since I was a kid. I used to keep uh, geckos and snakes and amphibians and all that kind of stuff. So I'm a big, big fan of my herptiles. And I'm fascinated by, by the British ones. And I've been dying to see a wild Ascalapian snake. Now, they come from... Uh, from Europe, there are European species. I'm not sure where the British ones originally come from. I think it might be Greece, but I'm, I'm, I may be wrong on that one. And basically, there's a population in North Wales and the centre of London. In central London, there are wild six-foot-long snakes. That is fucking mental to think about that. So I was desperate to see one, but I knew, even though I knew roughly where they were, I would struggle to find one on my own. So I enlisted help. And that came in the form of Will Atkins, who I think it's fair to say is the UK's leading expert in the London population of Ascalapian snakes. So this is how we got on. So Will, how did these snakes end up here? Well, one thing we can say for certain is it was nothing to do with the zoo. Um, the zoo is very close by, but the zoo has never kept Ascalapian snakes. So we know the zoo aren't in the frame for this one. Um, it's very likely it belonged to, uh, the snakes belonged to some kind of pet keeper who just didn't want them any longer. Back in the 1980s, just dumped them off on, on the banks of the canal. Um, and against all expectations, they've survived. And not only have they managed to survive, but they've also bred. So they're the only species of non-native snake in the UK that's been proven to, to, to be breeding in the wild. So it may worry some people that there's a load of snakes running around central London, but is this something people should be worried about? Definitely not, unless they happen to be rats. Um, <laughs> if you're a Camden rat, then your days might be numbered, but, you know, provided you're bigger than a rat, you don't smell like a rat, no, you'll you be absolutely, yeah, you'll find you, I think. Um, you know, you'll be completely out of trouble on this one. They're not venomous, they are constrictors, and they belong to a family of snakes called rat snakes, which coil around their prey, but, you know, they're not big like boa constrictors or anacondas or anything like that. We're talking about maybe a meter to a meter and a half so yeah rats um, they will eat mice and I reckon probably a big one might even take a grey squirrel oh, wow. so they're doing a public service really yeah. rats and squirrels eating they are those. absolutely a, a free service yeah so what are the chances of finding one today um, honestly very very low I think oh, right. I'll, um, I'll go home but we've got well <laughs> it's reasonably warm actually the clouds just come over they don't like it too hot they don't like it too cold so we might be in luck. They prefer maybe 21, 22 degrees centigrade. So let's give it a shot and see what we get. All right, let's go. Let's go okay. <laughs> so am I right in thinking that they're they're not just on the ground? They'll go they'll go higher up. Yeah, uh, they're the only snake species in the whole of Europe that is at least partly arboreal. So it makes it really interesting when you're looking for them because you've actually got to be looking in three places. You'll be looking kind of on the on the ground as you would with a normal British snake like an adder or a grass snake. Also, maybe in the bushes. And every now and again, possibly, up in the trees as well. Yeah. We've got to keep our eyes peeled today. Eyes peeled 360 in all directions, yeah. Well, we searched high and low that day, but unfortunately we didn't find an Ascalapian snake. Will thinks at most there's 50 individuals, and they are in decline. There's a low gene pool, obviously. We don't know how many snakes were released in the first place, but it couldn't have been that many. So they're all pretty inbred. The habitat isn't ideal. 
There's a lot of trees that have been chopped down. Um, a lot of these snakes have got scars from strimmers and things like that. And food's a bit of an issue because although the adults have got lots of food, they've got rats and mice and grey squirrels, as Will said, the juveniles predominantly feed on, on reptiles. And obviously there are no reptiles along Regent's Canal, or very, very few. I mean, I guess there's frogs, uh, possibly frogs and toads, maybe newts, but there's not a lot of food for juveniles. So the juvenile survival rate is incredibly low. And in fact, Will, I think he said he hasn't seen a juvenile for, for three or four years. So it looks as if this population might be on its way out, which is which is a shame because even though they're non-native, uh, they don't really cause any problems. They fill a niche that isn't being filled by any of the reptiles in that part of the country. So they're a bit of a an optional exotic extra. And that wasn't the only bad luck because I think the week after, Will actually got bit by an adder. Now this was by accident, he wasn't disturbing or handling the adder, it just bit him as he was out for a walk and he was actually hospitalised. So what rotten luck, we tried to find a snake and we couldn't find one, then a snake find him and bloody bit him. But he's all fine now, he's fully recovered and, um, you know, lucky escape. But adders on the whole are very, very non-aggressive and you're very, very rare to, to actually get bitten by one. So the whole point of, of going out trying to find a snake is we were filming a film for YouTube. So I had a series uh, on the Wildlife Exposed YouTube channel and was doing non-native species. So I thought, well, I've, I've done this effort. I've got, you know, Will as a fountain of knowledge. We've got all this great uh, stuff shot. It would be a shame to waste it. So I thought, well, can I find a captive Ascalapian snake? Because that would just complete the piece, even if I just hold it and talk about it. And looked high and low, couldn't find one. And then all of a sudden it popped up on my Facebook about this uh, this kid in Staffordshire who running a company called Celtic Reptiles and Amphibians and it was run by Harvey and a, a couple of his mates and they are just put me to shame in terms of knowledge of reptiles. I thought I knew my stuff but they know so so much in fact I gave them a copy of my book uh, the Pond and River book as a as a you know as a present you know just to say thank you for letting me film the snake and they were looking through and they were correcting a couple of the scientific names that were wrong in the book. I was like, oh, bloody hell. So, you know, they do definitely know their stuff. Um, but they had a, they had two Ascalapian snakes. They had a, a larger one. They had a juvenile, which is actually melanistic. But we don't have melanistic ones in the UK, as far as we know. So I was able to hold this adult, talk about that, and that completed the piece. So you can find that on YouTube. It's on the, the Wildlife Exposed YouTube channel, and you can see the full film there. Um, and that brings me on to the, the last part, which is Nature Reserve of the Week. We've talked a lot about London in this one, so I figured that a London reserve would be better to cover, and I'm going to go through Walthamstow Wetlands, which is a, an amazing reserve. It's located in North London, and it's in the Tottenham area, and it's basically 211 hectares of reformed reservoirs, and it makes up Europe's largest urban wetland. And this is run by London Wildlife Trust, but also Thames Water, um, own the reservoirs for, for drinking water and, and lease some of the fishing out. It's actually London's largest fishery and they've got some trout lakes, they've got carp, bream. I've been there filming the fish and oh there's some big fish in there. You've got you know huge pike, huge bream, everything gets enormous. I saw an eel that was it was like the size of my friggin arm. It was absolute beast. Massive eel that I've ever seen. Uh, there is a car park there. It's a small fee to park up there but you can also get the overground on buses uh, to Tottenham Hale and then walk it's a short walk basically um, in terms of the area I'm not going to sugarcoat it it can be a bit dodgy at times I mean use your common sense go with a friend I've never I've been I've been loads of times I've never had any trouble 
but it's not worth taking the risk, is it? But for 99% of the time, you're going to be absolutely fine. There's a there's a visitor centre there. All the mod cons, it's got a calf. Um, the cake is, is all right. It's not bad, it's not brilliant. It's just all right. Um, there's disabled toilets, normal toilets, obviously. Picnic areas, if you want to take your own food. The, ca the calf does food as well. But it's a pretty accessible place. Again, if you want to walk around, um, it's not a huge amount of walking. It's all relatively flat, so it's pretty good for, for that sort of stuff. In terms of the wildlife, it's all kind of classic wetland animals, um, lots of waterfowl. It's a good place for kingfishers. You know, it's quite surreal standing, looking at a London skyline, and then you can see a kingfisher zipping past. Really good for little egrets, uh, and relatively tame as well. If I was going to do a project on little egrets, I'd go here, because you can just watch them fishing in the outfall, get some nice shots. Uh, cormorants sunning themselves and all that kind of stuff. Uh, foxes, you get, you know, a lot of the urban foxes use the reserve. And peregrines, I was lucky enough to, to be there once, and I don't know which, which pair of peregrines it was, but there was one feeding on, on some of the birds there. So Walthamstow Wetlands is an absolutely uh, spectacular reserve, and it's well worth checking out if you're in London. So I'm going to end on my final thoughts and a question. This is Greg Milner from Instagram. He's put, I see you doing a lot of stock footage. Could you talk about... Sorry, I can't read. <laughs> Could you talk about that in terms of wildlife footage? Um, I'm probably going to do a podcast specifically talking about stock, so I won't talk too much about that right now. But yeah, I, I do sell a lot of stock footage, more so video than stills. I don't really sell... Uh, I do sell a little bit of stills, actually, but not, not too much. So I'm going to talk a whole, whole podcast, I think, about that because a lot of people think there's a lot of money in, in stock stills photography. Um, and personally, I find this bugger all right now. But yeah, I'll, I'll kind of go more into depth on that. So that kind of answers it, but I will do a proper podcast on that. Um, and my final thoughts. Um, it was great going out with Will, and I look back quite fondly on that. And I will go and have another go because I think those snakes have got a few more years left in them. But I'd, I'd love to see a wild Ascalapian. It might be that I've got to go to the Snowdonia population in, in Wales to try and see one. But um, it was great to spend time with him. And he's incredibly passionate about reptiles. So it's nice to see someone who, who shares that passion like myself. And in terms of, you know, Walthamstow Wetlands, brilliant reserve. I really enjoy going around there. And it's just a case that, you know, in the, in the centre of London, you can still, well, not the centre, North London, but you know what I mean. You can still see so much wildlife. So hope you've enjoyed this one. This has been a slightly shorter podcast than, than normal, but it's kind of got a little bite-sized chunks of information. So yeah, catch you next time and cheers.